Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski covering Chicago sports from a sports betting angle. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score. Bad Beats against the spread. Moneyline. Sharp Bets. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. All right, we convinced them. Zach Withers, we did it. Zach producing on the other side of the glass this morning. A new year and a new show here on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. First off, big thanks to Mitch Rosen and Jimmy DeCastro getting ahead on this because sports betting, whether you like it or not, is going to be legalized in this state, I believe, some point in 2019. That's right. I'm going to be here every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. following up Sports Medicine Weekly, leading you up to Inside the Clubhouse. Over the last few days since announcing this on Twitter and the promo started running on the on the air on the score, I've just been overwhelmed by the reaction. So I'm really looking forward uh, to getting this started with a fantastic guest in just a moment. But just a minute on the show, on what early odds is going to be. The goal is to learn from bookmakers, people I trust that I'll be bringing on the air. I mean, the old days when you hear about sports betting conversation of bringing on a 1-900 guy that's yelling about his 87th lock of the century, you're not going to hear those people. We're way past that. It's about getting some information out of the conversation and then do what you want with it. Just a little background. Early Odds started out as a podcast. I began a little bit over a year ago for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. They're tied in with this station. Sometimes you can hear those updates right here on the score. And that's going to continue. So you should subscribe to Early Odds. Uh, Release that podcast every single Tuesday morning. And then if you miss this show, this will be podcast on the same feed. So make sure that you subscribe. Even if you're not into sports betting, if you give us a shot, I think you might actually like what you hear. Because in the end, it's all sports conversation. Uh, Just having a little fun and maybe a little entertainment, making some dough. Let's go out to the desert for the very first time here on Early Odds. We welcome in a special guest. He's the sports book director at Station Casinos out in Vegas. His name is Chuck Esposito, and he's actually from the area. Isn't that right, Chuck? I am. I was uh, born and raised in Chicago. I was born in, uh, in Park Ridge. Uh, still have a lot of family and, and friends in the area. Try to frequent it whenever I can. And, uh, of course, uh, still have a lot of ties there. So I'm rooting for Chicago uh, many times, at least with my heart I am. I can't always say rooting for all the Chicago teams from the business side of it, uh, but definitely from a fan's perspective. I was wondering if you're rooting against a long run by the Bears, maybe all the way to Atlanta. I was actually talking the other day with Jason Symbol over at CG Technology for my article in The Athletic. And he said the biggest loss that they would see is a Bears run to the Super Bowl 
And then it would be even worse if they end up winning the Super Bowl because of the futures and where they started off in the offseason. Is it the same case over at Station Casinos? It's pretty similar to, to what Jason said. I know Jason, and it is pretty similar. They were the longest odds uh, on the board, Joe, outside of the Cleveland Browns. So a uh, new coach, a team that had finished last uh, the last few years, a lot of changes going on there. So uh, people who have them at uh, 200 to 1 or, or above that number are smiling right now, that's for sure. I think you know it was a little bit of a drop after that, and then you had the Khalil Mack trade, and then the numbers started plummeting. But I don't think anybody really felt that playing in the same division as the Packers and Vikings with the success especially the Vikings had last year, that it was uh, realistic that the Bears would be where they're at. I think they're a couple years ahead of, of that spot. But, uh, you know, hats off to anybody who did put a bet on them. I mean, they're sitting there smiling right now with a nice payoff on that ticket. Yeah, I'll be honest. I did not see this. But let's repeat that for a second. There were 200-to-1 tickets. I thought the highest was 100-to-1. You're saying 200-to-1 tickets and after the Eagles are celebrating their Super Bowl victory, who the Bears end up playing on Sunday, when they were celebrating, you guys were looking at the Bears as being as bad or just almost as bad as the Browns? Yeah, I mean, actually, we put a, we put next year's uh, big game up, the one coming up this February, up before even uh, the Eagles-Patriots game. Uh, I mean, you look at it. You look at a team that had a lot of question marks, um, had a very young quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky who only had 13 collegiate starts, uh, showed some flashes last year. But again, you, you, they played in a division where most people projected them to be fourth in that division. Um, the Khalil Mack trade, uh, you know, uh, changed things. Uh, they they overachieved. They exceeded expectations. That defense. Uh, has played just lights out with Vic Fangio. So many of those guys have stepped up, and I think the Mac trade uh, kind of sent a message, I, I think, to the fan base, uh, to the league, and to the team that uh, you know we think we're where we want to be, and uh, they proved that. Now those odds dropped pretty quickly, Joe. I mean, I have to tell you, when they're up high like that, uh, they, they start dropping pretty quickly, and after the Mac trade, uh, they dropped considerably. All right, Bears Eagles tomorrow on the lakefront. Where do you guys sit right now? Also, what's the total? Uh, Bears game right now is six and a half uh, total, forty one and a half. Uh, interesting matchup. The Bears are the largest favorite uh, over the weekend of the four games. I think you can make a compelling argument that these four wild card games are really good matchups. That you can make a case for the underdog. I think in every single game, it hasn't always been the case in the past. I mean, you look at Indy and Houston and the success that Luck has had there. Uh, Seattle and Dallas, uh, the Chargers and Baltimore. But you look at the Bears. And the Eagles, the defending champs, who had to go on a little bit of a mini roll to get in, had to get some help from the Bears, are playing arguably the youngest and most inexperienced team to be playing this weekend, yet they're the biggest favorite. They are at home, where we saw them uh, demolish the Rams uh, a little over a month ago. And I think that's why you're seeing the number so big, even though Nick Foles did win a Super Bowl. It's not Carson Wentz here getting the start on Sunday. Most of the week, the Bears are favored by five and a half. And you know as well as anybody, all line moves are not equal. Just because it moves a point doesn't mean it means the exact same thing, especially once you get around those key numbers of three and seven. So obviously, Bears money in. Where's that money coming from? 
You know, early action, Joe, to be honest with you, we did see a little bit of a push on the Bears. Then it came back down on the Eagles. We actually did go, as you mentioned, to five and a half. It's slowly been creeping up right now. You're actually seeing some good two-way action on that game. Uh, I I think the public looks at the Bears right now at home with that defense against a beat-up Eagles secondary, a quarterback in Nick Foles that's not 100%. And right now uh, the public's driving that number up. Uh, We'll see a lot more action, of course, leading up until kickoff on Sunday, uh, being the last game of the four. But the public is clearly on the Bears so far. A month ago on Sunday night football when the Rams came to town, the Bears were three-point home dogs, which is kind of crazy when you think about how well they have played over at Soldier Field. If the Bears advance the divisional round and they visit the L.A. Rams, what do you think that line would be? I think it's going to be similar to what you just said, Joe, although this game would be in L.A. Um, I think you would still see the Rams at least a field goal favorite. Uh, the Rams were 7-1 and one at home this year. Uh, they're nine and three in the conference. Uh, they, they lead the conference in a plus uh, almost 150 point point differential. And although the Bears are a very good young team and would have beaten the Rams once already, they're just five and three away from Soldier Field. So I think you look at an experience factor. You look at have to travel on the road. And although they beat this team once already on prime time in Chicago. Uh, I think you'd see the Rams at least a three-point favorite over the Bears next Saturday night would be that game, uh, the late game in the Coliseum. Joe Ostrowski here on the debut episode of Early Odds with Chuck Esposito, a Chicago guy at least at his heart, sportsbook director at Station Casinos out in Las Vegas. And, Chuck, let's move on to the other NFC matchup, which will be airing tonight right here on 670 The Score. Seahawks at the Cowboys. I know money is flowing in on one side The big thing you hear with this matchup is you have Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson on one side, Dak Prescott, Jason Garrett on the other. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting matchup. I think, you know, early in the season, I don't think most people thought, Joe, that these two teams would be playing in the postseason. Uh, The Seahawks started 0-2 and and have kind of righted the ship since then. Um, they're a much better team at home as well, 6-2 and two at home, just 4-4 four and four on the road, but they've been one of the hotter teams over the second half of the season. Cowboys went 7-1 and one at home, pretty impressive. Uh, I think once they picked up Amari Cooper, it kind of changed everything. But as I mentioned earlier, I think this year, more than any that I can remember over the last several years, you can make a, a serious case for the underdogs as well. Uh, you have seen some, some early action or an early push on the Seahawks uh, getting points in this one. I think it's a compelling matchup with these two teams. Pete Carroll with the experience against the Cowboys, who are a much better team uh, at home going 7-1. and one. Yeah, the one thing that jumped out to me in these three games, the, uh, outside of the Bears-Eagles contest, these other three games is the point spread is all a field goal or under, which tells me that – you guys think that the road team, it's either a toss-up here, teams being equal, or the road team's actually better? Yeah, I think when you look at the number, Joe, I mean, if you put these games all up at three, um, I think you would get considerable one-sided action on the underdog. And that's why you're seeing these numbers below three. All three of those are rematches of games that were played earlier in the season. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, we're trying to put a number up that draws good two-way action. And I think three would draw good one-way action on the underdog. 
and below that, you're still going to see some favorite play. Uh, but you're right. You can make a case that maybe all three underdogs in the other three games are the better or playing better right now than the favorite and home teams. I hear a lot of people betting on Russell Wilson in prime time, and he's been fantastic in that spot. Is that where most of the public action is going? It is, Joe. Uh, Cowboys are a very public team, but I think the way the Seahawks finished the season, for whatever reason, still a lot of non-believers in the Cowboys. Uh, Ten and six, uh, seven and one at home. Yet uh, the Eagles actually had a larger point differential than they did, um, and so did the Seahawks by a wide margin. So uh, you know they haven't played great in some stretches, uh, but they are at home. They play much better at home. They can run the ball. With Ezekiel Elliott, that whole offense changed with Amari Cooper. What I like is the linebacker play of the Cowboys. Uh, you look at Van Der Esch and, uh, and Smith, those linebackers have just changed the way that defense plays. Uh, Seattle is on the road, but Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback. They've been able to run the ball. You've got a healthy Doug Baldwin now to go with Tyler Lockett. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and really you can make a case for either one of these two teams. Happy to root for whoever we need in these four games. Yeah, I think that one's an absolute toss-up. Let's look at the first of the four games Uh, this afternoon. You have the Colts at the Texans. Indianapolis, they're that red-hot team coming into the playoffs, at least one of them. The Bears, winners of 9 of 10. Uh, The Colts have won 9 of their last 10. I don't know if this is going to be the most exciting game, but uh, people will bet it because it's going to start things off. Well, I mean, if you look at what the totals are for the the four games, this is clearly the highest total. So when you look at, you know, a possible shootout um, with with Watson on one side and Luck on the other, I think the potential is is pretty great that you might have an exciting game. Uh, The Colts were able to beat the Texans not too long ago. Uh, As you mentioned, they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Uh, Very underrated defense. Andrew Luck has played great the second half of the season. Their only loss, though, was a road loss in the division against the Jacksonville Jaguars where they were shut out 6-0. to zero. They struggled the following week against the Giants but got a win there. Uh, they beat the Titans handily on prime time in that last Sunday night game to get to this matchup. Uh, but I think it's an intriguing matchup. I think you look at Luck and T.Y. Hilton on one side and, and Hopkins and Watson on the other. I think you're going to see some points scored here. And again, Houston is at home. I think that gives them a, a little bit of an advantage. They were 6-2 and two at home. The Colts just 4-4 four and four away. Uh, but I think you could see a lot of points scored in this game, Joe. How are the bets rolling in public and sharp money? Uh, it has it has come down. This is a game, too, that was uh, pretty close to three. You've seen kind of one-way action uh, in favor of the Colts. They're playing so good right now. I think before the playoffs started, it was two or three weeks before, we talked about it internally. The one team in the AFC you didn't want to see was the Indianapolis Colts. Underdogs dominated in last year's playoffs, and you're telling me there's support for Indianapolis as a dog on the road, Seattle as a dog on the road, but it's mostly Bears money, right? Is that the favorite that's getting support? That is the favorite that's getting support. A lot can change before kickoff uh, Sunday, but uh, right now that's the case. And you're right, the favorite uh, underdogs did dominate last year. Think they went nine and one against the number. And I think based on what the number is this year on these games, you can make that argument that maybe the road teams or the underdogs are playing just as good, if not better or are hotter and healthier heading into the postseason right now. The noon game tomorrow, Chuck, uh, Chargers-Ravens. We just saw this game on a Saturday night a couple of weeks ago. The L.A. Chargers visiting Baltimore this time around. The Ravens ended up walking away with that one by a couple of scores. Where do you sit? 
Well, same thing, Joe. It, it's uh, it's under three. Uh, it kind of hovers around that area. It's ping pong back and forth a little bit. It's a great matchup. Uh, many people feel that the Chargers might be the best team in the AFC. Uh, this is a team that was five and three at home, if you can call it a home, but was seven and one on the road. So they're not afraid uh, to take that team and go play on the road. Uh, the Ravens are a good team. That defense is lights out. They definitely rival the Bears as maybe the two best defensive teams in the postseason. Um, you, you have to wonder if Lamar Jackson can step up here and really play a great game. They've seen him a little bit. With each game that he starts, there's more and more tape on Lamar Jackson. This team likes to run. They like to play defense. Uh, he manages the game, and I think that's why you're seeing some Charger money is that the Chargers can play some defense. They've got the, the defense defensive lineman. They've got Derwin James who can shadow him. Uh, I think you're going to need Lamar Jackson to really step up here and play a good game. But this is one of those games that at three, we've seen some Charger money. Below three, you've seen some Raven action. So it's kind of ping-ponged back and forth a little bit. But I think one of the most compelling matchups of the four. You've got the debut episode of Early Odds here on 670 The Score. This is Joe Ostrowski. I'm talking with Chuck Esposito, Sportsbook Director at Station Casinos. Top of the hour inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Theo Epstein joining the boys coming up at 930. So for Chargers backers, I'm wondering about this. This used to be something that was an automatic bet, Chuck, and it's really stopped over the last couple of years. West Coast team going to the East Coast, early time slot. Is that still a concern? It is. It is, Joe. I mean, it's something that, that we look at and we look at, you know, all the, the different trends and angles and statistical things that, that you and I can talk about. We're in an information era right now. So that information is, is readily available to not only us, uh, but the guys on the other side of the counter. So it is things that they're looking at as well. But I think when you look at the matchup, too, on paper and you see how well the Chargers have played, how well they've played on the road. These two teams played a couple of weeks ago. I thought you know, after the game, the way Phillip Rivers made it sound, they were a little vanilla on offense, knowing that there was a high probability that these two teams could meet again. I clearly think the key to this game is Lamar Jackson. What will be your biggest need of the four wildcard games? It's hard to say at this point, but I would think that it's probably going to be in the very first game, it's going to be the Houston Texans. I think that um, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe uh, this game even goes to Indy the favorite or pick uh, by kickoff. Um, I, they played so well right now, still a lot of non-believers in, in the Texans, and, and I think Indy's been so good with Andrew Luck. And the way that that defense is played, again, a very underrated defense. But you look at the way they stopped the Cowboys late in the season with it, with a shutout there. That defensive line is good. They're able to run the ball offensively with Mack, which has really helped Andrew Luck. T.Y. Hilton has owned the Texans in his career. And I think that's why you're seeing so much Colts action. And that's why I think we'll be rooting for the Texans on Saturday. You know, speaking of really good matchups, I hear some people nationally complaining about it, but we're getting to see the two best teams in the country once again, Alabama against Clemson. I love it because I want to see the best going up against the best Monday night. Where's the money coming in? Uh, early money has been on Clemson. Open the game at six and a half. It's, it's dropped a full point. Um, I, I think you look at these two teams and both teams are good on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know that Saban's going to have a, a little something dialed up for that uh, true freshman quarterback on the other side. Um, and, you know, you saw Notre Dame do the same thing. 
but I think we'll have a tremendous handle. I mean, you look at the four playoff games, and then leading into the Monday night game, high total. These two teams have played a couple of exciting national championship games in the past. Uh, I think you're going to have a great handle on this game. And, again, I think you can make a case for both these two teams. I, I think, you know, Tua is uh, going to look to step up here and, and play a great game, and I think there's a little bit more pressure on the Clemson side because of, you know, missing a key component on defense and a very young quarterback who's really under the spotlight here uh, on Monday night. Oh, it's a wonderful matchup. Two of the best quarterbacks in the country right now, two of the best head coaches going at it once again. I don't know that the Tigers pull off the upset, but I like Clemson getting the points. Every time I look, this number is dropping. How low do you think it goes? I think it's going to continue to drop a little bit, Joe. I think because there's some value there with Clemson, and and you you saw Bama's defense maybe not play great uh, down the stretch. Uh, you know, I thought against Georgia they were a little bit exposed, and I think you're going to continue to see that uh, on the Clemson side. And it wouldn't surprise me a little bit uncharacteristically that we actually need the favorite in the national championship game. Uh, but again, I think the key here is the play of Clemson on offense. Uh, the linebackers and the back end for for Alabama are going to be a lot faster than what they saw with Notre Dame. I think that key turnover late is what might change the game, uh, but this is going to be a great matchup. I think for our end of it, you're going to see just tremendous crowds and just a tremendous handle in all of our race and sports books industry-wide here in Vegas. All right, we've got Inside the Clubhouse, our weekly baseball show coming up at the top of the hour, Chuck. I've got a slip in a baseball question. Uh, this week it came out that the White Sox have submitted an official offer to Manny Machado, the first offer that he's received after visiting with three different teams last month. If the White Sox land one of these two guys, how much would the World Series futures change? They would change, Joe, but I don't think they would change dramatically. Uh, reason being is I still think the White Sox have some holes, uh, especially with, with pitching. They're a very young team right now. Um, they would most certainly drop. And I think you look at that division right now uh, after Cleveland, uh, Minnesota's been active in, in free agency. Uh, you can make a case that some of these other teams have improved themselves. But I still don't think it would be a, a huge drop unless they landed both and were able to improve that rotation, which you never know is definitely a possibility. But uh, uh, at this point, I just don't have a clear feel. Um, you know, I, I thought maybe a week ago that the Cubs were in it. Uh, then I started to think about the Dodgers, reading more and more about the Dodgers because they did clear some space. Now, if the Cubs clear some cap space or some salary over the next 48 hours, I, I think that changes. Um, but in, until that, I, I think right now the, the Phillies and Yankees, maybe for each of them or the Nationals uh, for Harper, uh, seem to be the favorite in my book. That's Chuck Esposito, Sportsbook Director at Station Casinos out in Las Vegas. Uh, happy we could work something out and that you could be the first guest on Early Odds, and I hope we can do it again. I'm, I'm excited about it, Joe. Thanks for, for having me on. I want to wish all the listeners uh, you know, a happy and healthy new year and all the best in 2019. And I uh, look forward to being on with you again real soon. You'll get more of that on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, the score's brand-new sports betting show every Saturday morning. I'm strapped for time, but I have to squeeze in some picks. Of these four wildcard games, I like two games, and I have a pair of leans. My two likes, my favorite pick of the weekend is tomorrow. The Chargers defense is facing a quarterback that can't throw the football. That's a bad thing, and they're facing him twice in three weeks. They're getting three points on the road. I will take the Bolts as the underdog. My second favorite pick, also tomorrow. I like the Bears on the lakefront, that raucous atmosphere with the air raid siren. 
The Nick Foles magic runs out just like the Ryan Fitz magic ran out in week number four. Give me the Bears laying the points. My leans, Colts plus one and a half against the Texans. Cowboys as two-point favorites against the Seahawks. So two games today right here on the score. I think those are coin toss games, but I have leans towards the Colts and the Cowboys. My name, Joe Ostrowski. Follow me on Twitter at Joe0670. Inside the clubhouse is next. Theo Epstein joins the guys at 930. I will talk to you next week, Saturdays, 830 a.m. Early odds on the score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.